so I was thinking of doing this podcast about more political stuff, like what's really going on in Venezuela, how we as a society allowed our government to create all these crazy situations in the world that cause people to become refugees that cause governments to collapse that cause industries to collapse around the world and just the craziness of our need to go out and dig in everywhere in the world and basically take whatever we want and fuck over a bunch of people in the process I was thinking about doing it about that. I was thinking about doing it about uh, some of the current political climate and how we get all this information and how it's all dumped on us. And it's like, what the fuck are you supposed to do with it? All it does is make you feel crazy and out of control and just angry and pissed off and stuff. And I've talked about that on previous podcasts, so don't really want to do that. And then I thought about talking about how I just finished uh, doing 30 days of meditation and how I want to probably continue to do that. But I think I'm going to save that for my other podcast I do with my sister called Disturbing Behavior. And so that was kind of leaving me like, well, what should I talk about? What should I talk about? And one thing that's been coming up on my radar lately is artificial intelligence and how that's going to impact people as far as loss of jobs, loss of all kinds of revenue and how this is coming, whether we want to admit it or not, because I've talked to people about this and they're like, Oh, that's just a pipe dream. That's never going to happen and stuff. But now the statistics are coming out and we're going to start seeing the impact of all this in the next 10 years. So I think I'm going to talk about, uh, about this, you know, cause, um, I think the book that I read, I think it was like seven years ago, I read a book about this and then, And the title really, really kind of stuck with me. And the title was, uh, Robots Will Take Your Job, But Don't Worry. (laughs) So let's really see if there's anything we need to worry about or if we really need to just start, uh, start going out and bashing machines and computers and go back to the Stone Age. What do you say? Politicism. Socialism. Fabulism. Nationalism. Elaborate schism. Mysticism. Colloquialism. Anti-establishmentarianism. Communism. Spiritualism. Capitalism. Atheism. Globalism. Capitalism. Masochism. Colloquialism. Barbarianism. Naturism. Langisms. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Langisms podcast. And I'm Lang, in case you didn't know or were wondering. And this is a podcast where I just talk about all kinds of stuff that comes through my per- my purview, my mind, my consciousness, or whatever. Things that pique my interest, things that drive me crazy, things that make me want to question what 
what it's about. And on this episode, I'm going to talk about AI automation and what that means, right? But before I do that, some announcements. You can always uh, contact me at langisms at gmail.com if you have any questions or anything, or if you just want to start a conversation, I'm all for that. I have a Facebook page. It's Langisms. Go ahead and like and follow that. Also, you can uh, go to my blog. It's langisms.blogspot.com. And I always post the episode links and everything that has to do with each pod episode on, on the blog. So go ahead and check that out. And just so you know, you can find me on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Buzzsprout, and now I'm on Spotify. So go out, go ahead and subscribe and do whatever you do on those platforms. And uh, if anybody can give me ratings on any of those, it would be greatly appreciated. And I would also like to thank all my listeners that have gotten me to this point. Uh, I've had a lot of ups and downs doing the podcast, a lot of wanting to quit doing it, but I'm going to keep pushing forward because I enjoy doing it. And uh, as of now on SoundCloud alone, I have a... Uh, coming up on 1100 uh listens so i'm pretty happy about that i know it's not the joe rogan podcast or anything but i'm not a famous celebrity and i don't have a large following of people worshiping me because uh i'm on tv or whatever so yeah all right oh and uh if you guys get a chance do check out my uh new podcast i'm doing with my sister it's disturbing behavior and you can find those uh, pretty much on all the same formats except for uh, SoundCloud. But we are all we are doing videos of that too, so you can go to YouTube and check out Disturbing Behavior, where we talk more of the spiritual stuff and everything that I've talked about previously. And I just I find uh, having that podcast a little bit better of an outlet when I can just do those discussions with somebody and everything. So uh, I recommend checking that out if you're. If you're going through any kind of spiritual turmoil or anything or any kind of uh, depression or some kind of awakening geopolitically or whatever, I, I recommend checking that out. All right. So let's talk about automation and jobs and artificial intelligence. All right. Um, if you look back in history, there's always been types of automation during different uh periods of history i mean you can look at the 1900s uh with agriculture you know there was tractors invented different kinds of plowing techniques which caused a 40 percent decline in jobs and then that kind of leveled out but there's still a decline in those jobs going on um and then if you look at the 1950s with uh factories and manufacturing there was a 25 percent peak in the decline of jobs and currently there's still a 10% decline so that didn't actually it kind of leveled out but it's still going down it's still going away and it says and uh, I saw that in, and I'll post links to all this stuff on the blog if you want to go see where I got the information um, in 2000 and 2010 through 2010 automation uh, accounted for 87% of those jobs lost during that period because we've all seen in the news and stuff that jobs continually are disappearing from factories and from just all that stuff, you know, auto manufacturers, computer manufacturers, like all kinds of stuff. 
And surprisingly, what people want to blame job loss on, uh, you know, shipping jobs out overseas and stuff, that actually only counted for 13% of the decline in, in, in uh, job positions. It was automation that was really, really sticking it to it. To, to the working people here in this country and in other countries as well because we're not we're not the only ones that are, are automating. I'm sure automation is going on all over the place. And I'm not saying that it necessarily wiped out every single job. You still needed people to man the machines and stuff like that. So what it did was it got rid of a majority of people, only kept a few. Um. The good part for this, for the people that are making all the money off of it, is this causes a growth in output, you know. And that's really because I remember learning a long time ago that human resources or human labor is actually a majority of the cost when it comes to running a manufacturing business or actually any kind of business. And I'm I'm realizing that... uh, that is the biggest thing that people really want to get rid of. You know, people really want to cut down on the most expensive part of a business and that's people, you know? So it makes me wonder if there's really an incentive to stop any of this stuff as far as, you know, the people that own businesses or people that are shareholders in businesses, do they really want to stop automation and I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't, you know, why would you, why would you want to do, get rid of something or stop something that's going to save you a ton of fucking money in the, in the long run, you know, I don't know. Uh, I also was reading in an article that actually robots only do a small amount of work right now at 10%. So there's still jobs out there to be had and stuff. And while there are robotized apparatuses people use to do manufacturing, it's not totally 100% controlled by AI or robots now. But that is expected to rise in the next 10 years from 10% to 25%. So it's going to start going up and it's not going to stop there. It's not going to go to 25% and stop because as we all know, technology technology is constantly evolving, constantly moving forward, constantly growing, getting better, getting better, getting better. And it, it really is inevitable that eventually these, these, uh, these, tools that we're creating as far as artificial intelligence and robotics and stuff will replace a majority of the workforce. And it's really funny when I think about that, because I remember watching like Bugs Bunny cartoons and Looney Tunes and stuff. And they always had like those, uh, those episodes where there, there wasn't any characters in it, but it was always, you know, the house of the future or the society of the future and stuff like that. And while they were kind of funny, it was basically said that this is where we're heading. We're heading to, a state of existence where we we coexist with technology to the point where it takes over all the daily mundane things that that people do and that this will you know eventually allow you to have more more time or whatever and um it seems like all that's starting to come to fruition you know i mean if you look around just in my lifetime, I've seen a large 
majority of technology replaced certain things. Like I remember when the first ATM came out and that was like a really big deal. And then now you go, everybody uses ATMs for a majority of their transactions, in my opinion, especially now they have ATMs where you can deposit money, you can sign checks and deposit checks. I mean, it does everything a bank teller does, you know? So bye-bye bank tellers in the future. You're definitely not going to really need to have anybody doing that. It'll all be automated by either a, a kiosk type machine or there might even be robots doing it behind the counter. Which actually would decrease people robbing banks because a robot will just be like, no, you can shoot me. <laughs> you can shoot me. I'm not going to give you the money. Uh, and then I remember uh, when self-checkouts, and this is pretty recently, self, self-checkout lines started popping up, you know, with the little the touchpad thing and you can input all the different codes for produce and weigh it and it does everything right there. I mean, they still have to have somebody there monitoring it for discounts and stuff because the technology hasn't caught up with that, but eventually it will. And there just won't be any, any cashiers at a store anymore. And uh, one of the more recent ones that I've, I've seen, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen, like especially if you go to Applebee's or TGI Fridays or Chili's or anything, is they have those little kiosks on the table that you can actually put your order in and, and pay your bill and everything right there at the table without really interacting with a human being coming up to take your order or any of that. So the service industry is starting to come under fire heavily from all this stuff. And... You know, eventually they're going to get replaced totally. And if you ever go to a warehouse, now they have uh, machines and robots that are starting to do the packaging and boxing of merchandise to be shipped out and stuff. And, you know, Amazon was talking about having drones do the delivery and stuff, which would cut out the need to have anybody drive up to your house and deliver it. A drone would just come and do it and everything like that. And, you know, it's just going to get even more crazy. I can I can see in the next 10 years, we're just going to be like, whoa, like, like it's taking off and it's taking over and it's just going to be like living in the Jetsons eventually, you know, It'll, it's going to be really, really interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and take a, a, a short break right now and send you guys off to get some subliminal messages from my sponsors because I know they need to manipulate manipulate your thought patterns so that you buy, 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 want, 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 need, need, need. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and do that. So make sure you guys take your uh, mind-numbing suggestion enhancing medications that I'm sure you're all being diligent about taking so that you become more suggestive to all these subliminal messages and everything. So go ahead and relax, sit back, put on your VR goggles to totally be submerged in a unreal, uncontrolled propaganda driven advertisement while you listen to these messages from my sponsors. This segment of the Langisms podcast is brought to you by Company A. 
Company A's most celebrated offering to the brainwashed public. Attention. That's right. Trusted, tried, and beloved. Attention is the product that makes you desired and captivating. Need attention? One attention. There is more attention to be had than you could ever imagine. Feel wanted more by others just because you purchased attention. And now, as a bonus offer with every purchase of attention, receive a free can of Distraction Ultra. So run out and get yourself some well-deserved attention today, while supplies last. Attention, brought to you by... Company A. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed those commercial messages from my sponsors because they really enjoy giving you their message over and over and over and over again. So I was talking about uh, how robots and AI are going to steal your job. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, I'm safe. I'm safe. No worries. Right. Well, interestingly enough, one of the biggest positions in the U.S. and around the world probably is uh, truck driving, delivering stuff, hauling freight, all that stuff. You see, if you go on the freeway and you drive the interstate for any length of distance, you'll see they're everywhere. Right. Well. Apparently, it's being predicted that that's the first industry that's going to get affected by this massive change with AI and everything, right? And I was looking at some uh, articles, and it, one one on one is in Forbes, and it's titled "Today." To what does it say? Anyone employed as a driver today will be able to retire as a driver. And, um, yeah, it goes on to talk about how there is approximately 3.5 million professional truck drivers in the United States. And it goes on, these articles go on to talk about how companies like Alphabet, Amazon, Apple... Daimler, Tesla, Uber, Ford, and Toyota have been investing billions of dollars in driverless vehicles. And I know you're thinking, with driverless cars, man, that's a fucking, that's not going to happen. Well, driverless cars aren't coming before driverless trucks. And driverless cars are coming whether you like it or not, right? Which will affect basically... Uber drivers and taxi cabs and all that stuff and bus drivers and all that stuff. And that's a little further down the road, but they're talking, I feel like in the next 10, 15 years, we're going to see that start to happen. And it's not that there's not going to be any jobs involved with that. Um, what they're, what they're talking about is having, a situation where you have people monitoring tr- multiple vehicles, like in a warehouse office situation, you know, like a call center, but they'll be monitoring any kind of 
emergencies that happen with the vehicles or anything like that. And the workforce is going to be reduced drastically. Drastically. Say it with me, everybody. The truck driving workforce is going to be reduced drastically. And that's just the first phase. I mean, once the technology really gets gets to where it's supposed to go, you won't even need those people. They'll just be a artificial intelligence somewhere controlling it all. Or maybe a couple AIs working together to control all of it. So we're talking about a ton of displaced workers after that. You know? And it seems really far-fetched, doesn't it? Like there's just going to be unmanned vehicles driving tons of merchandise down the road. But what they're pointing out is that actually artificial intelligence can operate a vehicle more safely, therefore reducing accidents, reducing traffic, reducing all kinds of stuff. And if you really think about this in a bigger picture... This isn't only going to affect truck drivers. You got to think about all those places truck drivers stop while they're on the road to eat, to sleep, to take a shower. You know, those big those big uh flying J or TA or or whatever uh mega truck driving centers that they can pull over to and do all that stuff. That's going to go away too. It's 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 coming and there's no way of stopping it. And, be, and the reason that we can't stop it is because, like I said, companies are investing billions of dollars into this because if they can get rid of truck drivers, they're going to save multi billions worth of revenue. And that'll just go right into the pockets of the people at the top, you know, and they can all pat themselves on the back. Crazy when you think about it, right? I mean, that was one of the things that talked about in that book I read, uh, Robots Will Steal Your Job But Don't Worry, um, is that this is going to be a thing, driverless vehicles. And then if you can add in the technology catching up as far as repair of the vehicles with robots and the AI and stuff, it's going to eliminate that. And I used to think I had a safe job. I used to cook. I used to think that was safe. Like, there's no way that you can replace a chef. There's no way you can replace that. But they're already working on it. I've seen the videos. And it's starting in household form with basically... Uh, a computer program or a AI or whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure it's a technically an AI, but it's a program that you can program recipes and stuff into. And there's robot arms on a, on this like movable thing that the robot arms can move around on. And it can basically cut, chop, dice, saute. It even plates the stuff and it probably fucking does the dishes after you're done too. And then reorders whatever ingredients you need (laughs) from Amazon delivery or or whatever, you know. So yeah, cooking jobs aren't safe. And they're also talking that AI can replace things like lawyers. 
Because really all it is, is is retaining different information about laws and stuff and being able to use that to interpret interpret whatever situation is occurring, right? Another big uh, job loss will be call centers. You'll no longer need to have, you know, thousands or millions, hundreds of thousands or millions of people working at call centers because basically a computer will answer the phone. It's already halfway there now. I mean, you call someplace and you get like a 20 minute ordeal of dealing with a computer system in order to talk to a human being about something. And especially once they get down to AI being able to interpret people's moods and vocal patterns to tell what kind of mood they're in and stuff like that. That's definitely going to affect it. I mean, just think about some of the movies we've watched. Like, you ever watch Minority Report? And you walk into a store and these things scan your eyes and then start trying to tell you stuff that you have bought in the past and then try to sell you the stuff that it thinks you might want or need. So salespeople could get hit too. You know? And I know there's a lot of doctors out there going, oh yeah, we're safe. We don't have to worry about that. Really? Oncology is going to be one of the first medical professions hit by this. Because a computer can actually read an MRI or a CT scan way better than a human eye can. And it can pick up very subtle differences in the shades of the readout where a human being can't. I mean, think of like uh, any kind of futuristic show where you basically climb in a thing and it scans you and it tells you exactly what's wrong with you and then it treats you. That's coming down the road. Maybe not in the next 10 or 20 years, but it's coming. You know, we're halfway, it's halfway there. You know? I mean, nothing is really safe. I mean, the technology will advance enough to the point where it can actually probably take care of itself mostly with only a a handful of people helping do maintenance on it and stuff. I mean, so somebody out there tell me a job they have that they think is safe. I mean, if you think construction safe, you're 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 highly mistaken because with three D printing technology getting more and more and more. I mean, I've already seen the three D printer that builds houses. They just have a guy there putting in uh, conduits and stuff for electrical and plumbing. That's it. There's nobody there hammering a house together. It's printing a house out in cement. You know, boats, airplanes, it'll all be automated eventually. You know, and and that's not even, that's just talking about AI doing thing. If you add that in with robot technology, there's nothing that's, there's nothing that people do now that technology won't be able to do in the future at all. You know? Please, please, somebody tell me that there's a there's a job out there that won't eventually be affected by this. You know, and and it's interesting because um, during like the Industrial Revolution and the Agricultural Revolution and stuff, people went out and they found other ways of making money. So what will the future of work be then? Right. Mm-hmm. 
what what jobs will people have in the future that they can rely on or or uh or look to get training in i mean i'm in school right now for health information technology and i remember like halfway through it i'm like wait a minute what's preventing this from being automated and there really isn't anything i'm sure they're working on the software right now to automate it you know they're they're working on software that the doctor probably talks into a microphone or types in some things in the computer and it automatically codes it and bills it and takes care of all that stuff. You know, you can you can program a a, a, a computer to interpret HIPAA informa- HIPAA rules and regulations, and there'll probably be a lot less error than there is with humans. Because coding a medical record now involves having to interpret things that the doctor's saying, and each doctor uses different language when it comes to certain things, you know? And that'll just get more streamlined, 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 and eventually the job I'm training for now isn't going to be available. And then, the, you know, the, the next big thing in health information is uh, data collecting and inf- and interpreting data and all that stuff and eventually a computer will be able to do that just as efficiently if not more efficiently without any errors or anything than a human so are we are we totally expendable do we not matter i mean i don't know so uh that's kind of leading me to like where does that leave people and society if basically everything's going to be automated in the future you know i mean please somebody tell me a job that you think is going to be around in a hundred years besides space exploration you know, which will be highly automated as it as it is, but you got to send people out into space if you want to try to grow the human race. It's, it apparently seems like so. Maybe that, but how many people want to go flying into outer space right now? Not a whole lot, probably. I mean, there's some, yeah, but how many people want to leave their family and everything they know behind and their planet to go out and maybe? be able to start a colony somewhere else you know and then it seems like this will just be even more expounded with the consolidation of companies into monopolies and stuff and eventually we could end up with something like the YN corporation from the alien movies that basically control everything you know really 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 fascinating and kind of crazy when i think about all this stuff um so that's going to bring me to the question on where does it leave us where does it leave you and me as far as being able to support ourselves in society and be able to have a good life and stuff um and i think what i'll do is i'll go ahead and send do another commercial break and when we come back we'll talk about that and then i'll tie the podcast up and everything so go ahead and uh dim the lights 
Put on your headphones for maximum absorption of information coming from my sponsors because they really, really, really need to make you think a certain way. So go ahead, sit back, relax, and enjoy some more subliminal messages from my sponsors. This episode of the Langisms Podcast is brought to you by... Continually dominating the minds of the masses while helping control the globe through commercialism. The Omega Foundation is spreading the propaganda of greed under the guise of charity continually. The Omega Foundation. Helping those we think deserve it the most. All right, everybody, welcome back from that commercial break. Uh, I hope you enjoyed those subliminal messages from my sponsors and it made you want to bow down and worship the ground they walk on because that's what they want. All right, so we were talking about the 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 downfall of jobs due to technological advancement, what that means, what it looks like. And it brought us to the question, where does that leave me and you, human beings, right? Well, one of the advantages, I will say, of having technology take away everybody's jobs is that that'll leave us to actually enjoy life. You know, I know a guy that works seven days a week. He doesn't enjoy his life. He's at fucking work all the time. You know, how, and I've worked jobs where I worked, you know, six, seven days a week. And you basically, especially if you're working a very labor intensive job, you come home and you don't want to do anything. You just want to relax and, and try to recuperate from the day and try to prepare yourself to go to sleep so you can get up and do it again, you know? So that's that's one positive aspect of this. This is going to free up a lot of time for people to actually enjoy life. Um, I think that it might open up opportunities for people to do things they wouldn't normally do. Like be creative. It could actually lend itself to maybe starting your own business as well. Because basically you don't have to worry about paying people as long as you have the funds to start a business that's automated and stuff you're you're good to go um it'll it'll create just a more a bigger quality of life i think if we can figure out the whole income aspect of it you know um because i think really the purpose of human beings being on this planet isn't to fucking work 60 to 80 hours a week or even 40 hours a week you know, it's to experience what it's like to be a human being on this planet with other human beings and other types of life forms and stuff and to, to find maybe deeper meaning in our lives. Because how, how many of us really think that we have a deeper meaning to our life? And I can guarantee you a majority of people don't think there is. And I've come to realize that that's not true, that there is deeper meaning just to be in, in existence on this planet, in this this reality that we live in. So yeah, that'll happen. But we really have to address the whole thing about income and stuff, right? And interestingly enough, there there's a guy I came across who 
kind of just came on my radar out of nowhere. And his name is Andrew Yang. He's a CEO of a educational company that retrains people to be entrepreneurs. And he uh, he was doing this for a while, and then he realized he was actually working in an uphill battle because he has friends in Silicon Valley, and everything was show everything that was being shown to him was saying, "Hey." Automation is going to wipe out a lot, a lot, a lot of jobs, and we need to figure this out. And his uh, platform for running for president is universal basic income, or what he calls a freedom credit. And I'm sure that's going to make a lot of people's heads explode. Like, how are you going to pay for that? You know, that usual argument when it comes to trying to do the right thing. And, um, he says we're kind of basically doing it already and there's there's ways that we can get the money and stuff and his idea is everybody between the ages of 18 and 65 will receive $1000 a month as long as they're alive during that 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 span of their life. And if you're already on some kind of assistance, you can you can opt into it or you can keep what you have now because you're already getting something. And then once you hit 65, you retire and you get Social Security and all that stuff. And at first I, I was just like, you know, I talked to people about this and even myself at first was like, oh, that's that's never going to happen. Like it's it's people aren't going to want to do that because they feel like they're losing their hard earned money and stuff. And um, basically we he, he's already figured out how to how he's going to do it. He's already figured out how he's going to pay for it. And it doesn't mean that you can't work. You can still work on top of it. If you have a job now and you're making $100,000 a year, you're still going to get that $1,000 a month. It doesn't matter who you are or what you do or how much money you make. You know, the Koch brothers will get $1,000 a month until they hit 65. Their <laughs> their son, Wyatt, the one guy's son, Wyatt, he'll get $1,000 a month too, you know? And then maybe he can buy some better fabric for his shirts, but you know that's a that's a whole nother podcast episode. Um, and also, this will actually incentivize people not to feel like shit about themselves because they lost their job. It'll make their mental health better. Education will go up. The amount of people educated will go up. The amount of crime will go down. And this is all being studied in different cities throughout the world right now. Like, what are the 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 aspects of this? And I guarantee there's some guy out there who's a billionaire trying to fight against this, blah, 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 blah. And um, I'm just really excited to see what, what these uh, studies are going to actually say about it. But he's already figured out a plan, and I'll leave a link to his, his website and stuff on, on the blog, and you can check it out. And... You know, he, he he's figured it out. <clears throat> and he also talks about doing like more more community based payments and stuff. So like let's say you can go out to your neighbor's house and help them uh paint their house. Well then your neighbor can give you what would be termed some kind of community credit. And you can collect these digital currencies up and then actually take them and cash them in for money. You know, so this was actually going to promote more people to go out and help in their community and stuff. So if you want to go 
do some volunteer time somewhere, you're actually going to get get credits for that, and then you can use that as a form of way of getting money. And I think that's a great idea. You know, it would be kind of it would be really good for local areas to have this happen. And I think it would it would uh, in, increase the amount of value for people because like he talks about right now, a mother of five that stays home and takes care of their kids, according to the market, has zero value. They're of zero value. You know, uh, somebody who gets injured at work that can't work anymore, zero value. Somebody who maybe have had a had a stroke or something that can't work anymore, zero value. People that that can't go out and do traditional types of jobs and have to rely on on assistance from their family or whatever, zero value. If you're taking care of your sick and dying parents, zero value. You have zero value to the market. <clears throat> and this kind of thing would address that. Because we have to start giving people value for just for who they are for what they do what they contribute to their families their community and to society whether that be you know taking care of somebody or going out and picking up trash along the side of the road you know i think it might make more compassionate people in the long run when i think about that So it's going to be interesting watching Andrew Yang for the 2020 election. And I highly recommend if anybody's like uh, cynical of this or just kind of questioning it in general, go watch some of his interviews, go watch some of his things. You know, um, I'm choosing to be more optimistic with this stuff because I've lived in a pessimistic, pessimistic existence for such a long time that this is finally like, oh, somebody has has a plan. Somebody has an idea to help fix things, to make things better for human beings, you know? And I feel like if this if this works in some of these studies and stuff, and if we implement that here, I think it'll work here too. I think it'll allow people to do things that they normally wouldn't do, and that could benefit society in the long run, you know? Because you're not going to have to worry about going out and waiting tables or, or going out and driving an Uber or going out and doing any of the billions of meaningless bullshit jobs are out there you know it's going to kind of level the playing field a little bit for people and I think it'll help us all work together and move into a better future not just for us but for the fucking planet you know so yeah robots and AI are going to take all our jobs I want to know what you guys think about this I want to know what your opinions on this are about are about i want to know uh what your fears about this are i want to know what your excitement about this is i would like to hear from you guys and everything and um if anybody has any kind of information they want to add to this they can do so on the blog or on my facebook page or you can send me an email and uh we can start a discussion about this because this is kind of we're in we're entering into an era of existence where all this stuff is coming and we need to really embrace it now instead of waiting till the zero hour to all of a sudden go, okay, yeah, now we need to do this. If we do this now, we can transition easier. We can get things moving in a more efficient way so that it's not such a shock to the system. So, yeah, 
I think that's going to do it for this episode. And uh, like I said, you guys can contact me at langisms at gmail.com. You can go to the Facebook page, Langisms, make a comment there, like and follow the page. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Buzzsprout, Spotify, SoundCloud. And I think that's about it for me. And don't forget to go check out my other podcast I do with my sister called Disturbing Behavior. All right. And uh, yeah, so during these times of turmoil, when all this stuff is going on and we're all feeling a little chaotic and stuff, I really recommend that you start taking care of yourself. You start treating yourself a little better. You start being more gentle with yourself and not so hard on yourself and learn to love yourself, people. Because if there's anything I know that that is true, that if you can learn to love yourself, it is the very, very best place to start and everything else will follow. All right. So take care of yourself, everybody. I love you all. I'm out of here. Peace. Langism. Fabulism. Elaborate schism. Mysticism. Colloquialism. Anti-establishmentarianism. Communism. Spiritualism. Capitalism. Atheism. Globalism. Capitalism. Masochism. Colloquialism. Barbarianism. Naturism. Ism. Ism. Langisms. <laughs>